Hi, everyone. Susie O here. Just want to let all of you know that the certificates of deposit at Alliant Credit Union are now at, for a six-month CD, 5%, a 12- to 17-month CD, 5.15%, and an 18- to 23-month CD, 4.90%. And for those amounts of $75,000 or more, just add on 0.5% to those rates. Go to myalliant.com and check it out. February 10, 2022, and this is Ask KT and Susie. Anything, <laughs> anything you ask, we will try to answer. By the way, if you want us to answer your questions, all you have to do is either send in an email your question to Podcast at gmail.com, or you can ask it on the app the Women in Money app. Just that simple. All right, KT, so welcome back. I'm a little sleepy this morning. You have bags under your eyes. I know. I really worked hard since Sunday. Should I tell everyone why? Yes. <laughs> We've caught five huge wahoo. And when I say five huge wahoo, that's quite a few hundred pounds of fish which we then harvest very carefully using every last bit of that fish, including the wahoo belly, which you don't eat. But I use that for bait. We use the head and the bones for soup. We use the ribs for barbecue. And of course, the meat itself can be cooked millions of different ways. Yeah, what's so funny, everybody, is that um, if you do go to the Women in Money app, that is where you will see... Colo holding one of the Wahoos that they caught last Sunday when KT was supposed to be here. They caught three that day. They caught one on Monday or Tuesday, yeah. and they caught two on Wednesday. And the two they caught on Wednesday huge. are huge. So what happens is when the boat comes in, the islanders wait for us to go to the fishing station, the cleaning station, cleaning station because they know that they get the heads, they get the bones. They don't even want the meat. They want the bones and the soup. head to make soup and ribs. It's so funny. I'll, that, I'll send a picture of Susie next to the big ones that we just caught because it's pretty extraordinary. We'll put it in the app. Yeah, but they're, that they're as big, the, the ones they caught yesterday are as big as Colo. It's really <laughs> they're something. They're really big. All right. However, this isn't a fishing show, although that does remind me. A few months ago, I think it was two months ago when I had my voice, anyway, I did an interview with William Shatner. And it's, it's on video. In fact, it's on portable TV. It's his new show. It's his new show that's, a, that's called I Don't Understand. Fabulous. And we were supposed to be talking about money, and all of a sudden it goes into wow, just like this did. So... 
You can look that at so if you want. It's a great, great, great show. show it just came out the other day. You can go to the Women in Money app, and I have the direct link for it right there on my wall, or go to portable.tv and sh- search I Don't Understand, or just do that on the, you know, on Google under William Shatner, I Don't Understand. I think you'll find it enjoyable. All right, KT, what are we doing today? Today is going to be, actually, today is a collection of so many questions that came in after your very popular Sunday, February 6th, Susie School, about Roth. So the first question I have is from Rachel. Actually, actually, KT, all of these. It was about the five-year rule and how it pertains to Roth, because I got news for you. Good luck finding a financial advisor who even understands that. But anyway, go on. Okay, so we can start and wait. And all of these questions pertain the, every pretty much. Yeah, let me see. So this is all like our them. this is like our follow up to Sunday. Is that right? Absolutely. Okay, so let's see if we can rock and I mean, roll. We have quite a few. Did you just hear I made a joke? Did you hear it? <laughs> Roth and roll. Yeah, we're gonna roll through these. <laughs> Roth and roll or rock and roll. Roth and roll. Why would we rock and roll when we're talking about Roths? (laughs) All right. First one is from Rachel. Hi, Susie and KT. I have had two different employers in the past, which I have contributed to 403Bs through those employers. Whenever I left a job, I did not touch the retirement accounts. Smart. Now I'm 38 years old and got married last year. Our combined adjusted gross income is over the threshold for us to contribute to the Roth IRA. Susie, should I be trying to open a backdoor Roth? And if so, I'm confused about whether I'm supposed to move my traditional 403B account into that Roth. All right, my dear Rachel, so many things here. If I were you, this is what I would be doing right here and right now. I would be transferring all the money that you have in your 403B at your ex-employers, you have two of them, and I would be rolling them over to a custodian at a discount brokerage firm. So you go directly from your ex-employers to the new firm you're going to have your Roth IRAs eventually with. It would be a traditional IRA that you're rolling it over to so that you don't have any tax consequences because you've never paid taxes on that 403B. So when you roll it over to an IRA rollover, there are no tax consequences. Then, little by little, because you're so young, you're 38 years of age, you then convert little by little, into a Roth IRA. And that's how you get the money that's in your taxable 403Bs into a Roth IRA, because there is no income limitation on conversions. Just remember, however, you will owe ordinary income tax on any money you convert. But really, that is what I want you to do. Forget the backdoor Roth IRA for now. Okay, Susie, so I'm going to fire away with six questions. I told you we were going to Roth and roll. These are all Roth and roll. So first question, Susie, is from Simonium. Why do you not recommend contributing large amounts from traditional IRAs to a Roth? 
I am within five years from retirement at age 62, and I want to convert 50000 annually before I start taking Social Security at 70. There you go. Answer that one, Susie. Yeah. So I'm a little confused because I don't know if you are 62 and you are retired and you're not going to have any income till you start collecting Social Security. So I'm not exactly sure of those things. But here's, just let me give you a general idea, idea why. If you want to convert money from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, and now you're in your 60s, your late 60s, you're about to take Social Security, and you're doing that because you don't want your Social Security taxed, that doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't make any sense because of the amount of taxes that you are going to pay when you convert from a traditional to a Roth. So you don't really have time to make up for that tax loss. So you're paying more in taxes that way than you would on your Social Security or even your increase on your Medicare B premiums. So if you convert $50,000 annually, annually, that's going to put you in a high income tax bracket. So don't do it. It's not worth it. Now, if you were 35 years of age, you had years left, you weren't having any income coming in anymore, you were unemployed, all right, you want to transfer 25000 a year, and maybe that's all your income, okay, but not 50000 a year, and you're possibly working, it's, no, don't do it, that's why. Okay, so Susie, second question. Does the same five-year rule apply to a converted Roth after death? The account was opened five years before death, but the last conversion was done in the year of death. Will the beneficiaries have to wait five years to withdraw earnings tax-free? So here's the thing. Remember I told all of you on Sunday that every time money is converted, from a traditional retirement account to a Roth, a new five-year tax holding starts. So if one was done a year before death, that is when that clock started. So yes, it has to be five tax years from that conversion before they can take out the earnings tax-free. Okay, next... um this is also from the app, Susie. This is from Brooks. And and the first thing that they're saying to you is best Susie school ever. February 6th, everyone listen up. Question. What about RMDs associated with a Roth 401k? Should we always transfer it to the Roth IRA to avoid RMDs? Tell everybody what RMDs are. Okay, everyone, required minimum distribution. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> right? All right. So the answer to that is yes. <laughs> All right. That's a short question and a really great answer. <laughs> right? but, but anyway, here's the reason why. Any money that you have in a Roth 401k is subject to required minimum distributions, which means you have to start withdrawing that money once you turn 72 years of age. In a Roth IRA, RMDs do not apply. 
So if you're in a situation where you don't need to take money out at all to live on, and you would like to leave more tax-free to your beneficiaries, why not convert it from a Roth 401k to a Roth IRA? No taxes there. The key is this. Make sure that you've started a Roth IRA on its own. Because when you convert a Roth 401k to a brand new Roth IRA that you just started and you don't have any other Roths, the five-year tax holding starts all over again. If you had a contributory Roth that you opened up, let's say five years before, you put $100 in it, you never touched it again. And now you convert your 401k Roth to that Roth IRA or any Roth IRA, the five-year rule has already been met. So just know the time clock on a Roth 401k does not transfer with you to a Roth IRA. But if you have a Roth IRA, already the time clock has been ticking. Next question is from... Did I just confuse you on that? No, but um, I think this easier way to say it is there's only a five-year rule time clock on a Roth. (laughs) Right? I guess so. Okay. (laughs) Whatever. Listen, everybody, if there's something you don't understand, you can write to KT on the app, and I'll try to help you out. (laughs) Okay, next question. I just have to say something here. Every once in a while, you know, we're answering other questions that come in from other places as well, from other things that we do besides this. And KT is reading some of the questions. And then KT starts to answer them. <laughs> no, wait, let's tell them every time Susie did speaking engagements. Oh, my God. I would, I would stand there and I would look like, you know, I, I work with Susie. I'm part of the team. Everyone would come backstage to me and say, so KT, when Susie told us to do this, what do you recommend? And I would start to answer them if I could. Susie would get so mad at me. KT, you're not to give financial advice. (laughs) (laughs) But they thought because we work together, live together, have have been together forever that I know as much as her. <laughs> okay, next question is from Melanie. When you refer to converting a Roth 401k to a Roth, are you referring to the Roth IRA? If so, what about the original limits, 6000 7000 So sweet. Yeah, from Melanie. You know what I love about these questions and really about all of you, is that you finally have a place that you can come to and ask questions, no matter what they are, and you'll never be judged for it. Or embarrassed. Or or embarrassed, or anything. And they're really so sweet. They're sweet. Like this one, Melanie, is absolutely so sweet. Because it it just is, because, you know, it's it's just honest. Anyway, I love that. And I love that about the Women in Money podcast. What you need to understand is that for a contributory Roth, money that you intend to put in every year, 
after taxes for it to grow. That has the six or $7,000 annual limit, depending on your age. When you convert money from a traditional 401k to a Roth IRA, remember you are going to pay taxes on any amount that you convert, but there is no limitation on any level of the amount that you can convert. If you wanted to convert $100,000, you could. If you wanted to convert a million or $2 million, you could. Currently, they're trying to get rid of that just so you know. But, but there's no limit on your conversions. And even though it would go into the same account that you have a contributory Roth, because you don't need all these Roths, you just need one, the government, the IRS, keeps track of how much of that money in that one account was from contributions in your contributory Roth, how much was a conversion, how much was a backdoor, whatever it is. So yeah, that's how it works. So the two of them are very, very different. Now, KT, you know what you're supposed to say there? I have an easier way to say it. <laughs> no. You know, an easier you way just, to say it? No, you just said it perfectly. No, an easier way to say it is contributions on a contributory Roth are six or 7000 a year. There are no limits on a converted Roth, and you can combine them all and it doesn't matter. See, I did that really fast. That was great. That See? was like 20 seconds. You love versus that. Versus two minutes. <laughs> Okay, KT please. doesn't like when I go on and on. Susie, next question is from Anne. Hi, Susie and KT. That's our mommy's name. Yeah, mine too. I know. I've been in the military for eight years. All right, Aww. what do we want to say to her? Congratulations and thank yeah. you. Thanks for your service, Anne. Tell Anne the only thing I collect. Yeah, the only collection that Susie has that means anything to her are her military coins. I think she has more than most presidents of the United States, to tell you the <laughs> truth. No, you do. Well, we don't know Amazing that. Amazing yeah. number of, of coins from all of her military visits and friends. So I've been in the military for eight years. I have a Roth TSP with about $17,000 and a Roth IRA that I rolled over from a previous employer with about $4,600. I also have a 12-month emergency fund. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it I, at Alliant? Oh, it should say? be. And it, open it, make make sure you get the um, ultimate opportunity savings account at Alliant. Yeah. Okay. I don't have any debt besides my mortgage. By living within my means, I have a surplus of about $1,000 a month. I'd like to put it to good use. There's where she should open the account. I was trying to decide whether I should put it in my Roth TSP, my Roth IRA, or maybe somewhere else. What do you think? By the way, I'm 38. Good for Anne. Yeah, at 38, 38. I would first make sure, really, Anne, that you max out your Roth IRA. You know, hopefully you're in the military, you have a Roth TSP, they match your contribution up to a certain amount. But after that amount, I would like to see you max out your Roth IRA because hands down, a Roth IRA is far more beneficial than a Roth TSP or a Roth 401k or a Roth 403b. And the reason is they're governed by different rules. And a Roth IRA, remember, 
You can take out your original contributions anytime you want without taxes or penalties, regardless of how old you are or how long that account has been open. So a Roth IRA is fabulous over a Roth 403B after the point of the match. If you don't have a Series I bomb, I really love Series I bonds right now. So it's something that you might want to look into by going to treasurydirect.gov and check them out there or past podcasts where I talk about that. At 38, if you already have all these, you know, you have your emergency fund and everything, I really want to see your money growing more than anything else. So you know how if you happen to be in the army, they call it the army strong. Mm -hmm. That's your motto. I want you to be financially strong. And the way I would want you to do that is by investing, especially given that these markets are kind of down here right now. And I don't have a problem starting to invest here on any level. I think things are starting to change. I think all the commotion is out. And so I'm feeling better about it. So Roth IRA to invest, possibly a series I bond, you know, or start your own investment account on your own and invest outside of retirement account if you're totally maxed out. How's my voice sound? A little bit better, Susie, but let's tell everybody the great news. We're going to spread the love. On Valentine's Day, I'm taking Susie to a really great specialist who's going to look at her and make a decision whether or not she should have a little procedure to help with that voice. Uh, everybody's, and we'll let you yeah, all know. We'll let you know. So maybe I won't be doing podcasts for a little, but but you never know here. All right. But I'm going to fix this. Maybe I should do it for you. <laughs> I can read and <laughs> answer. You? Susie, they would be the most entertaining podcast we've ever done in our life. Can you do that for yeah. everybody? If you all want KT to take over one or two of Susie's podcasts, write in, tell me your thoughts, thumbs up or thumbs down, and we'll make a big decision. <laughs> oh my God, here we go. All, all right. right, where's my quiz? <laughs> so, KT, since you were not present for last Sunday's podcast, because you were fishing. I listened to it. You listened to it a few times mm -hmm. with me, right? So somebody wrote in, Patty, and she has three questions. Oh boy. So I'm giving you a triple header quizzy, which means hopefully you can hit it out of the ballpark. And remember, KT's quizzes are for all of you. So Patty says... I did a conversion from my 401k to an individual Roth IRA last year before December 31st, 2020 and paid the taxes in 2020. My question is related to the five-year rule on conversions. Okay. Mm -hmm. So she converted money from a 401k to a Roth IRA. When will that $25,000 conversion amount be available for me to withdraw? Now, she is 57 years of age. You should all know that. So I'm into saying, write down these things. Write down that she's 57. Write that she converted $25,000 from a 401k that was taxable to a Roth IRA, which makes it a converted Roth. Write down that she did this 
in 2020. Okay? And she paid taxes in 2020. KT, when will that $25,000 conversion amount be available for Patty to withdraw penalty-free? Now, can she withdraw it when she turns 59 and a half? Or can she withdraw it January of 2025? Think about it. Let everybody think about it for a second. You think about it, KT. I can tell she's thinking about it because she's giving me this look like and grabbing the piece of paper from me. I think 2024 would have been five tax years. How did you get that? Well, she opened it in 20. Yeah. Right? She converted it in 20. Converted it in 20. So that's when the five-year rule starts. All right. That year from January to December 31st, 2020. So even if she converted, let's say December 31st. 2020. 2020. Mm-hmm. The tax year begins when, KT? January. January 1st of 2020. Mm-hmm. Now, KT, why did you say January 1st, 2024? How'd you get there? Because she opened her account in the year 2020. Yeah. And that year counts as her first year. When in that year does it count as her first From year? From January 1st through till December 31st, but it starts at January 1st. All right. So January 1st, 2020 is her first year. Right. So now how did you get 2024? Explain it to everybody. (laughs) You just counted. So 2020 is year one. 2021 is year two. 2022 is year three. 2023 is year four. And 2024 Four is year five. Ding, 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 ding. But I was doing it on my fingers. Yeah, but they can't see you counting on your fingers. Okay, but you can all do that yourself on your fingers. Just count. Your thumb is the first all right, That's year. all right. All right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, when will the earnings on that converted $25,000 be available to me tax and penalty free? The earnings? Mm-hmm. She's only 57. 59 and a half. So she has to be 59 and a half. Mm-hmm. Right? So if right now she's 57 years of age mm-hmm. and we're in 2022, mm-hmm. all right? And 20, I think she could have it this year. Because No, 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 wait. She's 57 now yeah. and we're in 2022. Hold, hold on. She can have it in um, 2025. No, she can have it in 2024. <laughs> All right, because... Half, half, half of it. We, she can have it in June 2024. Right, so, well, you don't know when she's going to be 59 and a half exactly. So here are the rules, everybody, again. Her Roth converted account has got to be open for five tax years. That will be January 1st, 2024. She's currently, 2022, she's currently 57. For her to be able to take out her earnings, she has to be at least 59 and a half years of age, and the account has got to be open for five tax years. So for her to avoid the penalty as well as income tax 
on her earnings. She has to be 59 and a half years of age, and that account has got to been open for at least five tax years. Again, she can take out the original amount she converted because she paid taxes on it after those five tax years. But that's 2024. But will she be 59 and a half by 2024? Maybe yes, maybe no. So, but chances are in 2024 is when you'll be able to do it. So ding, ding, ding. Last one, KT. Should these conversions, so all these accounts that she's converting, because she wants to do more of this, Mm -hmm. should they be held in separate Roth IRA accounts? It looks like all one account on her statement. Let's say she converted in 2020. So she has this one account. And now let's say in 2022, she wants to convert another amount. Maybe in 2023, another amount. And now she has all these different accounts. Or she opens up a contributory Roth where she contributes to it every single year. Do each one of those accounts need to be separated so that the time limits? No. No. And why is that? I'm not quite sure I remember correctly, but it's a no. You you can keep everything in that same Roth. Why? Because that started the, the, the year she opened it, 2020, starts no, the five-year rule. No, no, it has I, nothing well, to do with the five-year okay. rule. I'm not sure why. Can I at least why. ding you? <clears throat> no, but you got it right. It's definitely a no, but I can't quite remember why. I think, want to hear my reason why? Oh, my God. <laughs> why bother opening all these separate... Well, what if by law you had to? Nope, you don't have to. Who keeps track of of the time of you can take out your Roth IRA? Government. So are you saying to me that the IRS, if you put all your Roth, all these- Oh, they know. So- They know, they they keep track of it. And so they'll know when you're taking money out from a converted Roth versus a contributory Roth. Yeah, they know. <laughs> it's all written debt. They have all that information. So ding, 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 ding. Big brother, baby. <laughs> <laughs> or big sister, one of the yeah, two. big sister. Right, whatever it is. Correct. So here's what you all need to understand. When you put money into a Roth IRA, you only need one Roth IRA at one account. You can have a contributory Roth that you start. Then you can take your traditional account if you want and convert it to a Roth. You can have a 401k Roth and convert it. You can do a backdoor Roth and put it all in that one account. Even though most of those Roths are governed by different rules, the IRS keeps tabs. Thank goodness. And there's a withdrawal mechanism that they used called first in, first out. So when you withdraw money from that one Roth, what are you laughing about? That's such a silly name. <laughs> I never heard that before. Yes. First in, first out? Yes. <laughs> That's like me at a party. Yeah. First in, last out. <laughs> so they have a they have FIFO and they have LIFO. LIFO is last in, first out. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh my God. IRS needs a makeover. LIFO and FIFO? Is that true, Susie? Are you kidding me? The head me? of the IRS had two little doggies. 
Lipo. Or we're going to get people so confused. Is it real? Yes. All right, KT, you can't make me laugh. I'm sorry. Don't make me laugh. All right, I promise. Then I can't breathe. Then I got problems. Anyway, Lipo and FIFO. Here she goes again. Nope, I'm not going to I'm not going to say anything. Can't believe it. Right, so FIFO stands for first in, first out. It's an accounting method. LIFO stands for last in, first out. So when you take withdrawals from your Roth, the first thing they look for is contributions. Did you make any after-tax contributions into that account directly as a contributory Roth? Were those the first in out of all the other things that are in there? So they look at it and first comes out your contributions. Then comes out all the money that you converted. And after you've taken out those two, because you've already paid taxes on those two, then they look at earnings. So what happens is it's all in one account. The IRS keeps track and they keep track by that method. <laughs> what? I just can't believe that that's the terminology. Katie, there's all kinds of terminology and finance that are just as ridiculous. Oh just God. so you know. All right, everybody. Once again, I think we've gone a little bit long, but that's okay. Who else would you want to spend your Thursday morning with <laughs> whenever you're listening to this other than Susie. KT. No, KT. Susie. And Su- no, KT. KT. Susie. And Susie. Whatever. And also, <laughs> all right, now, Sunday. You know what Sunday is, KT? Susie's school. Susie's Super Bowl. Oh, are you going to do a Super Bowl podcast? Oh, boy, what we am should. I going to do? Touchdown, baby. <laughs> Talk about financial touchdowns, really. Oh, God, here we no, go. No, let's All do right. financial touchdowns. What, let's do. That means me. Okay, Susie, do financial touchdowns. I think that would be a great Sunday Super Bowl, Susie, school. Okay, everybody, touchdowns. All right, Tune anyway. In. Okay, so a few things before we sign I'll do halftime. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come in and do a Susie school halftime. That's very funny, Katie. I, I will. All right. Cola will join me. Lynn and Tom will join me. We'll get the party going. Lynn and Tom, KT's twin sister, sister and her husband, arrive today. Mm-hmm. They haven't been on the island in God knows how long. And it's Tom's birthday on the 11th. So we're going to celebrate with him and all watch Super Bowl together. Yep. All right. Have but fun. Are you going to let me sign off or not? Sign off. All right. Two things I want you to remember. Number one, Fine, William Shatner, I don't understand, right? And um, and do that because it was a really fun thing that I did a few months ago when I had my voice. Mm-hmm. And please remember that there's only like two or three weeks left for all of you to get the must-have documents for $69. After that, they are going up in March to $99. And if you just go to Susie Orman, dot com slash offer, you'll see it there. So just look around. Some of you are a little confused, say, no, no, it's, you know, it's, they're charging you me more. They're not. It's $69 period for you. All right. 
So until next Sunday, uh, wait, until until Super Sunday, Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday. What do we want for everybody, we Katie? Want to, it's the S. It's all the S words. We want to be safe. We want to be strong. We want to be secure, and we want touchdowns, Susie. Touchdowns. Should we tell them who we're rooting for? No. Why? Because. Oh, she doesn't want us to get political. Absolutely not. We are all about Super Bowl. Whoever wins deserves that big old ring. Susie almost got one. I never got a Super Bowl ring. I almost got an NBA ring. Oh, an NBA ring. You almost got one. Yeah. We'll have to wait and tell that story in March during March Madness. (laughs) All right. Tune in, everybody. All right, everybody. Cincinnati (laughs) Bengals, go for it. Bye-bye. We can't get. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.